0: Hey, did you hear about uh, those two guys? They got that podcast, uh, Juice Sample and Clever Wes. Yeah, them them fat fucks from Ohio. Yeah, they're they're pretty fat. Uh, What's the name of their podcast again? I think it's like the mo- 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 motherfucking sample hour. The
1: Welcome to another episode of the Sample Hour, I'm at Drew Sample,
2: I'm at Clever and
1: today we are joined by the very funny Jay Snyder, you can find him at www.jaysnidercomedy.com, you can also follow him on Twitter at Uh This weekend at the Dayton Funny Bone, he's going to be opening up for the very funny Burt Kreischer, how are you doing today sir?
0: I'm doing great guys, how are you guys doing?
1: Oh, another
2: day, another
1: dime, right? <laughs> I'm feeling uh, young, dumb, and full of cum. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry. Way to kill a conversation, Drew Sample. Great job. Let's make it awkward right at the beginning of a podcast.
0: It's perfect.
1: <laughs> so when did you uh when did you first start comedy, Jay?
0: Uh, about, f- uh, just a little over five years ago, five and a half years ago, uh, something like that, you know, I, uh, I, I, grew up down around, uh, Southern Ohio, down around, uh, Jackson, Ohio, and, uh, moved up to the Dayton area here, I had to sober up a little bit, so I had to move away from home, and, uh, my wife got a, a job at the, uh, Dayton Funny Bone, and I started going in, watching shows, and, uh, I was like, hell with it, I think I'm gonna give this a shot here, and, uh. Yeah, then the, the, the first time I did it, I knew that uh, that's what I was going to be doing. So uh, just kind of kept pecking away at it. Now it's starting to pick up some steam a little bit, starting to make a little bit of cash, and uh, starting to be worth it
2: now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it, takes, it certainly takes a while to to really get your feet under you and everything. About how long uh, would you say it was before you felt like, okay, now now it's really starting to go the way I'm wanting it to.
0: Oh, man i tell you i, pro- I mean a, a few good years you know but it seems like uh you know when you're two years in you think you haven't figured out and then uh, after another two years you realize you didn't know shit the first two years and and uh, it seems like every year i i look back and it's just that exact thing uh <laughs> every year i realize i i didn't know shit the year before but uh yeah but it, it feels like it's starting to Come together now a little bit,
2: you know. It's awesome. I find that that's uh, how a lot of things in life work out in general. Um, even when you break down the words like sophomore, sophomore from uh, the Greek just means the uh, stupid genius because you think you know everything and you really don't.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that, but that, that makes sense. I I think that might be the title of my first CD now that you broke it down. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Stupid genius or sophomore?
0: Uh, I, I think maybe both. Uh, sophomore with parentheses, stupid genius, maybe.
2: <laughs> you'll be, you'll you be, be educated.
0: Tattoo, you know.
2: <laughs> get one right up on the arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the neck tattoos are starting to become a thing now. I might just get one, just right across my voice box, you know.
2: <laughs> Should, yeah, then it'll be right one of the. H and the O come out, so it just says ho if you're wearing, like, a, a high-collar shirt. <laughs> no, no, it's sophomore. Serious.
0: <laughs> uh, last we did uh, – you know, I'm in the Dayton, uh, Ohio area now, and uh, did, uh, did we did a show, uh, me and a few friends last – I think it was, like, last Tuesday we did a show over at Dayton Correctional Institution. It's an all-female prison, and, uh, you know, you go in there and, you, you know, it's just – it's crazy how – common the neck tattoos are among inmates they're just <laughs> it's just crazy i was looking waiting for more teardrops and whatnot but uh mostly neck and face tattoos and i i don't, I don't know it's uh, i actually have a buddy who uh, was dating this girl she had a neck tattoo but then she had that neck tattoo covered up with another neck tattoo and i asked him i was like dude i mean how how much time it's a fucking neck tattoo and she didn't even really think it all the way through when you have to get a a neck tattoo covered up, you know. You really, you really don't think through very well, you know.
1: <laughs> you fuck that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I was, I was going. Our buddy just had a, a baby. We were in the, ho- I was going in the hospital yesterday, like, and uh, I didn't know where I was parking. I ended up parking at the emergency room, and man, I saw this, this dude coming out. He had the whole side of his head tattooed, and he looked he looked like he was strung out on meth. So I think there uh, might be a correlation, there might be, might be correlated the two of those things.
0: I I can't, I can't imagine anybody, this this face tattoos, uh, they're really, I I just, I just can't get it. I mean, I'm, I'm very passionate about some things, but I would never get it, uh, you know, billboarded on the side of my damn head, you know,
2: (laughs) Mike Tyson got it famous. Everyone else now is trying to be like Mike.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a shame. You know, it's like when uh, everybody started getting the tribal tattoos and the or the or the the the, the barbed bar wire tattoos around their arm. Yeah. yeah, those were big. Now, now everybody's just regretting the hell out of it.
2: Yeah. Now, when someone comes up to them and asks them what tribe they belong to, they get real angry and cranky, <laughs> regret their decision.
0: <laughs> I heard guys who uh, had a joke about that, and they said. You know their grandkids are gonna come up and say, "Yeah, yeah, what tribe were you of?" He said, uh, "I was uh, part of the tribe of guys that had twenty dollars and a friend that did." Th- <laughs> 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 but That's I'm pretty so act, you know.
1: That's funny, man. Um,
2: so before comedy, what were you doing?
0: Uh, I did construction. I was uh, did construction for well, about thirteen or fourteen years. And, uh, yeah, I I liked that, you know, I actually, I, you know, I dropped out of uh, high school, so I was actually just happy that I was, uh, I had a job that I was making some pretty decent money at, and, uh, and then, you know, after a while, just like any other job, it starts to suck, and you want something else, but, uh, yeah, I did construction for a long time, and then, uh, then my, uh, my boss, uh, Fell out of a window one day and just broke his shin and shit right in half and the bone sticking out and shit. And, uh, I, and he actually, uh, this is maybe two years ago. He just got his leg amputated last week where they couldn't, uh, couldn't get it. The skin graft to take care or anything. And I was like, you know what? Uh, fuck this shit. Uh, I, I'm not going to be the next one to fall and break my fucking leg in half. And, uh, you know. So then uh, I was like, yeah, maybe comedy can work out. I, I'll tell words for a living. That that <laughs> might be better.
2: Less likely to get hurt or use a, lose a limb.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that that's my main main goal in life is <laughs> I, I don't even have to enjoy it anymore. As long as I don't lose a limb, uh, I'll be happy. You
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things that really make it count.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, I had uh, my wife's. Uh, cousin got in a wreck many years ago and uh he had wrecked and broke both of his shins and uh and he went down over an embankment and he had to pull himself up to the road and i'm thinking good god man i think it just would have been easier just to roll over and find a stick and just jam that son of a bitch through your temple you know (laughs) Uh, my shins are broke uh i'm done i give up on life i just broke both my fucking shins it's over uh I couldn't imagine that pain.
2: Now, what's the worst injury that you've ever had, period? Like, either through football or, or you know, just roughhousing. Like, what's the worst injury you've had? Uh,
0: I've never really had uh, any broken bones. Probably just, like, bar fighting. I got into a hell of a bar fight one night, and uh, it started off by me getting kicked right in the ball. So square and true, I felt, I felt my balls squeak. And uh, and, then I, and then I was like, oh, this is horrible. And then I realized I still have to fight now. It's not even over yet. <laughs> you know, and then uh, so I ended up with, a, you know, broken ribs, busted head and fucking mashed nose. And uh, so it was pretty much broken face is probably the worst <laughs> for me. Damn. I never did many sports or anything like that. Uh, you know, through school, I was uh, I got into the drugs and. In trouble pretty early on, and uh, so I was, I was pretty ineligible to do sports.
2: (laughs) You're like, no my lungs can't take that. I smoke too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can, yeah, I can, I can be, I can be an athlete, or I can hotbox Marlboros.
2: Uh,
0: (laughs) I'll stick with the Marlboros, you know. Yeah, but yeah, so I haven't really. I guess I've been pretty lucky uh never really had a many a broken arm or anything like that just uh just some good old fashioned ass kicking here and there you know
1: (laughs) Where were you at for the bar fight was that in your hometown
0: yeah that was in my hometown and uh it was actually uh uh you know this is the third time this me and this guy had gotten a fight this is the third time we got in a fight and he had beat the hell out of me every time and at that time i had that 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 uh I guess it would be the Napoleon complex, you know. You, if you, you know, if you beat my ass once, you're going to have to beat my ass every time you see me, and and so he did. So, <laughs>
2: yeah, now, so. What's what started it all off, if you even remember, like for the very very first time.
0: The very first time it was uh, uh, he he had just got out of prison. He had uh, went for uh, went, went to prison for. Uh, I don't know if it would have been considered rape. I think at that time it might have been a statutory rape. Uh, you know, he had uh, got, got into some wrongness with a with a young girl, it's and uh, we were at a party, and uh, so I was, you know, calling him some horrible names, uh, rapist, things like that. And that uh, yeah, kind of escalated rather quickly from
2: there. <laughs> strange <laughs> yeah. how that works sometimes, huh?
0: And uh, – yeah, so uh, and so uh, we were in a friend. So uh, I had a couple friends who kind of like took me over in this corner and was like, "Hey, man, just go, come on, man. This is my house. Please, just respect that." And uh, in the meantime, he just comes running across the living room and just smashes me in the nose and just splits it, plumb down to the bone. And uh, and that uh, started one hell of a ride for me. <laughs> yeah it was uh, and that was uh what was I probably t- twelve years ago or something like that and uh and i I think we may be facebook friends now you know <laughs> like, you know there's a lot of politics uh in comedy and so I'm like ah yeah i'll I'll try to sell you a ticket to my show come on over buddy. <laughs> trying to sell a couple shirts afterwards i don't you know, please don't wear it to one of your rapings, but uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not the PR you're looking for, huh? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to be, used to be a lot more wild, and then uh, I got off all the all the drugs and stuff, and you know, kind of tried to grow up a little bit.
2: You've mentioned but, your wife a couple of times. Um, was she a big factor in that?
0: In uh, in, in the. What's that, the getting sober and whatnot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. And, uh, you know, we we have a uh, couple kids together, and, yeah, she was mature already, and uh, and I thought I was just going to be the, the wild party animal my whole life, you know, and I, yeah, so she had to help straighten me up, you know.
2: Um Now, Mrs. Snyder, if you're listening, give Jay a blowjob for that. He just said how important you are. Yeah. <laughs> more
0: importantly, uh then that blow jobs are very important <laughs> also, and you know she knows i think she has a gorgeous mouth so this should work. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> that's hilarious
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> does your family uh so you got like a are you is, do you have a lot of family from like appalachian like an appalachian background
0: uh yeah yeah i got a bunch of uh all them people you know i uh I watched the what with that documentary the the wild and Wonderful whites to West Virginia yeah uh, I watched that the other day and that that's pretty much my family there you know uh you know that that sh- that thing was crazy to see how how people live but uh that's that's kind of exactly how I was raised it's uh so it wasn't that crazy to me it was just uh yeah that's that's how it is done in the woods you know with the hill people,
1: yeah. So, our family, we got a lot of family from Kentucky ourselves, so our uh, our mom's side of the family is all from, uh, I think our grandpa's originally from like Majestic, and then uh, they migrated north. There's nothing Majestic about it, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I, I think it's funny how I, I just feel like, uh, you know, uh, you know it, I have a lot of friends who grew up in the inner city, and they're talking about how it was just a hustle, and they're uh, doing what they can to survive, and... And I really feel like it's the same thing with, uh, uh, people from Appalachia, you know, that's, it's, it's a hustle and you're just uh, doing your thing. It's just a different environment. You know, they, they grew up in the city. Ours, we're hustling just out in the middle of the woods, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, I mean, even like, if you look at like soul food versus Appalachian food, it's not, it's not too different. Um, it all tastes good. Probably lots of, uh, Bacon grease and butter and all that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's so I I think that we're uh, everybody's pretty much the same, you know. It's just everybody's hustling trying to make a few bucks, and you're just you're just doing it where you're comfortable, you know.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, you got any good hookups for moonshine? No, I'm just teasing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I have an uncle who. I, 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 I honestly don't know if he's he makes it or if he just has a really good connection, but he seems to, every time you see him, he always has a jar full. And uh, in the past few years, I've thought about it more and more. I think he, he must have a still out out behind his house or something because he just always had it, and, and I can't imagine him. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a real redneck son of a bitch, and uh, so I, I couldn't imagine him not making his own, you know but uh, he also just had a stroke and that's probably the reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Too much moonshine?
0: Yeah, too much moonshine or probably just the wrong ingredient. I've heard that if you get the wrong batch, you can go blind and shit like that.
2: Absolutely. There's there's a lot of skill involved in making that to make something that, you know, doesn't kill the person and, and two, to not blow yourself up while you're making it.
0: Yeah, that's like these people that make meth and shit like that. You know, it's like, it's not just something that you can just whip up, you know you have to have some kind of intelligence to to make myth, but you also have to be one ignorant son of a bitch yeah. to make myth you know
2: <laughs> it's that it's that weird dichotomy between it's that fine line between crazy and genius, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, I feel like I think I know a lot of people like that, but uh I you know I, I wouldn't even know how to begin to do that and so. You know, I, I just don't know how, like the first time it ever happened, I don't know how somebody figured out that if you fucking mix all this stupid shit together, <laughs> but, you know, just whatever. It had to be a freaking redneck to do it. You
1: know. some, some redneck went and got himself a college degree and taught all of his hill folk friends how to make it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, that's, that's how we give back to our community. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Try to teach them science in a way that we can get high from it. You
1: know? And <laughs> <laughs> maybe make some money.
0: Yeah, make a few dollars in the meantime. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy, but uh, yeah, down there where I'm from in Jackson, it's, <coughs> that's that's uh, uh, that stuff's pretty pretty bad down there now. Which which most small cities are are dealing with that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something meth. Who would know? It's gonna be <laughs> I think that's like it's gonna be like the uh it's like the state bird of Ohio. It's just a big line of meth there's
2: of... <laughs> And there's a buckeye at the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, big big line of meth and a buckeye right at the end.
2: <laughs> so, uh when you started up your comedy and everything, uh was your wife really supportive of it or was she like, Jay, we need some income. We got babies.
0: No, she was very supportive, and she's actually the person that really pushed me to try it, Uh, you know, because I guess uh, I I was always uh, funny, I guess, and would do anything for a laugh, but uh, I just did not even consider that you could do that for a living, you know. I remember I was uh, uh, going past – I I was up at uh, the Easton Town Center, and I walked past the uh, Columbus Funny Bone. One time, and I seen the line of people just waiting to get in there. There must have been two or three hundred people. And uh, just seeing all those people, it, it almost it scared me. I was trying to think, like, uh, how somebody could get up there and do that. And, uh, and then a few years later, you know, I was like, damn, I think that I might give this a shot. And uh, but, I, but I remember seeing all those people, and it just, uh, just scared the piss out of me, you know. <laughs> and i wasn't even considering doing comedy i was just trying to think about what, what the comedian was thinking by, before going on stage in front of all those strangers you know it's a uh, a lot of people have a fear of uh, public speaking and all that stuff and uh yeah it's just just a crazy thing to me I, it just blows me away that i can make a little bit of money just by speaking you know just words <laughs> it just it just blows me away but I like to tell a bunch of. Uh, I, t- I tell mainly it's. St- I'm more of like a storyteller, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, jail stories and fighting and all all that good stuff. And uh, it, it seems to translate pretty well with the, the crowd. I think. Uh, I think most families have somebody in their family that's kind of like the fuck up, who's been <laughs> to prison or jail or you know. So it's uh, kind of relatable, I think. And, uh, and, and I feel like they're mostly fun stories, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, it's kind of like the victimless, uh, stories, you know, so they, the people kind of get on board with me.
2: Yeah. No story ends with, so as my shins were being broken, I was being <laughs> violated. That's when I knew I need to make a change.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm an adult. I, I kind of, I learned before I broke both of my shins that I needed to make a change, So. uh yeah, it's, it's it's a fun ride, man. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm getting the hell out of it.
2: So, how did you start? Uh, for our listeners, how did you start um, working with Bert here?
0: Uh, well, I uh, I was uh, I was uh, scheduled to MC for him. Uh, this is probably oh three or four years ago, and uh, the the feature act had to have uh, some kind of emergency surgery, like the day we were supposed to do the gig. So they moved me from MC and up to feature and, and, um, you know, I went up there and I just had one of the best sets of my life. And, uh, and after the show, I'm taking Bert back to the hotel and he's giving me a lot of compliments, telling me how funny I am. And, uh, he said, Hey, you want to tour with me this fall? And, uh, and this is about two weeks after uh, my boss fell and broke his shin and all that shit. And I was thinking man this this is really working out for me you know <laughs> and uh and yeah I remember he gave me like five dates and it was uh everywhere from Texas to Florida and just all around the place and um, uh and then uh what about a month later uh we're doing a show down in Cincinnati together and and I guess so we're going to going to Texas in a couple weeks he goes oh yeah I got uh got season two of Bert uh, Conqueror and I had to had to cancel all those dates and so <laughs> son of a bitch, but uh, <laughs> you know, I thought just when I thought my luck was about to change, you know, and uh, uh, yeah, and we've just kept in contact uh, throughout the years and uh, we did a lot of shows together and I uh, just became, we became good buddies and uh, he's helped me out, got me into some clubs and uh, yeah, just, just really helped me out. And it's nice Guys like that, you know, they see so many comedians uh, a year. So when they actually take the time to help you out and uh, encourage you, you know, it means a lot. Because normally, if they don't, if they don't think you have something, they're not even going to waste their breath uh, giving you advice or anything like that. So, so yeah, this would be probably uh, the fourth or fifth uh, week we've done together in the past few years, and uh, now. Yeah, I went out to, uh, L.A. and, uh, went to his birthday party, uh, a few months back, and, uh, I, I was, I was real nervous, you know, but, you know, because he's the, he, he's Van Wilder and all that shit, you know, and I just thought that it was gonna be fucking people breaking bottles and stabbing each other in the neck, <laughs> and, uh, craziness, and, uh, and, uh, and I couldn't have been, uh, it couldn't have been further from the truth. It was just, a Nice, laid back. Everybody just sitting around drinking and having a good time. It, it was it was fun. I was so excited when I got there, and I realized that uh, we wasn't going to go streaking or anything. Like <laughs> Worked out well. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope everybody can come out and uh, enjoy the show
1: this week. Absolutely. So for anybody that doesn't know, Jay Snyder and Bert Kreischer are gonna be at the Dayton Funny Bone this weekend
3: what
1: you can just go to date uh, i think it's oh here we go that awkward moment where drew doesn't have a website handy i think it's just uh is it just date and funny bone if you google search date and funny bone that's right uh, you'll find uh you'll find it yeah, everyone knows how to use google if you don't know how to go use google go fuck yourself so google search yeah, don't if that, you don't know how to use
0: google don't fucking come to the show that's that's
2: the pretty I, much i I think that's a good rule to weed out people who are too stupid to get any jokes
0: yeah, I like yeah, that's our tester right there. If you can't figure it out, mm, whatever. Have fun with your cassette your whole life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, buy tickets. We're gonna be at the uh it's the ten o'clock show on Saturday. Um pretty sure that's the yeah, ten o'clock. So we're gonna be there so you guys can meet up with uh with Wes and I, hang out with Wes and I and go watch Jay and Bert have tell some jokes and get paid to talk. And say words and uh, everything else like that. But, uh, anyways, uh, are you a big sports fan, Jay?
0: Um, I'm not real big. I, I, I kind of enjoy watching it, but I just I don't get into it a, a whole hell of a lot. Uh, you know, which is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a Buckeyes fan. Of course, you kind of have to be here in the here in Ohio. Uh, so, so I'm always excited when they do well. But uh, when I uh, growing up, my twin brother was an Ohio State fan. So just out of pure spite, I decided I would be a Michigan fan. You know, <laughs> and you know, looking back, I can see what a lost child I was. You know, I was fucking <laughs> smoking, drinking. Uh, I was a Michigan fan. That's a that's a hell of a cry for help for a young child. You know. <laughs>
2: at least, at least you're cheering against Cooper during those years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And but uh, I, I never could name a player or anything like that. I just, because my twin brother was an a high state fan, I just automatically went the other way. Cause I I thought I was supposed to, it was for attention. I, I did a, I was a Michigan fan for attention, which is the worst kind of Michigan fan. I think if I'm not mistaken.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that are the drunk one. That's cheering, uh, far too loudly in your ear at like a bar or something like that.
0: Yeah. Oh man. I have a uh, buddy. He's a, uh, He's a big time Michigan fan. I mean he's just he's just hardcore. He just uh die hard and um him and some friends went to uh the Ohio State Michigan game and this it was in uh, Columbus this time and the tickets they got were uh sitting with the alumni and uh he had this big Michigan jacket on and everything. He said that he's never been took so many fuck you's and you stupid cocksucker. He said that <laughs> It was a horrifying experience. He said he, he would never do it again. He would never just wear a Michigan jacket into the school and sitting with the alumni. Also, that oh, that had been one long fucking game. People Man. throwing shit at you. Yeah,
2: he must have had a bunch of drinks on him and popcorn and <laughs> Lord knows what would have happened had they actually won.
0: Oh God, yeah, yeah. He, he probably would have got his shins broke. Uh,
2: right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Both of them at once. <laughs> yeah, but,
0: but he deserved it also, you know. Yeah. Anybody that damn maybe, and I'm pretty sure he probably don't know how to use Google. That's part of the <laughs> part
2: of
0: the the thing.
2: He looks at <laughs> the computer all awkwardly. I'm Googling it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he don't even understand why they hate him. He just <laughs> he probably wasn't even really a Michigan fan. He just went to a a yard sale where there happened to be a Michigan coat that fit him and he bought the son of a bitch for a dime or something. And <laughs>
2: I saw the big M. Oh, M stands for Mike. That works.
0: <laughs> yeah. My name's Mike. All right. I'll take it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How did they know I was going to be here? I Googled that jacket real hard too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of yard sales, as we were speaking about, uh, being from, Appalachian backgrounds do you have a family member that used to uh was a frequent yard sale shopper or dumpster uh, diver oh
0: yeah yeah The uh and actually I still kind of have some of that and I, I was just we, we were uh raised super poor you know we didn't have uh any running water or we you know we had an outhouse and uh which is humiliating when the school bus drops you off and you can just see the outhouse you know <laughs> It's fucking horrifying. I'm going to talk to my parents. I'm like, hey, I think next time we build an outhouse, we can maybe put it in the backyard, you know, not right beside the fucking mailbox. That might help with uh, our self-esteem issues here. (laughs) Yeah, an outhouse is definitely not uh, the greatest yard accessory Uh, in 1984. uh, It was a trampoline. I remember it was a trampoline. Uh, All my family – yeah, big yard sellers, dumpster diving, uh, all that shit. Uh, my older brother still does that shit all the time. And, uh, it's weird because the, you know, even my mom, like, uh, she'll put her trash out, you know, to the curb, but she'll take her, what she would consider her good trash and set it off to the side. That's the shit that people will come by and they'll pick it up (laughs) and, uh, you know, you, you don't put good trash with regular trash, you know, you don't, but, uh, I've got a, my older brother, he, he does that shit, he'll go riding around on Sunday on trash day and just looking for shit, you know, it's fucking crazy, but, uh, he was, uh, doing that one night and he went by and he said he saw this big, like, plastic tote full of shit and he didn't know what it was, and, uh, he said it had, a, like, a lock on it, and so he just stops and, Picks it up, puts it in the back of the truck, and he said he can see people looking out the blinds and shit, and they're like, you can see him kind of panicking inside. He goes, he goes up to the house and he uh, cuts the lock off of it and he opens it up and he said it's just full of dildos and <laughs> ones and fucking pornos and all this other shit. And uh yeah, my. Like, yeah, but now it's weird. And now you either have to keep them or you have to put them out. <laughs> Somebody's going to do the same thing thinking, and now you're going to be labeled the fucking weirdo, you know? <laughs> I, just, you I sure
2: would, had a lot of dildos.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just could imagine, uh, man, it just, uh, that's just something. If you're ever going to put a, a tub full of dildos out at the curb, you just wait till the second the trash man pulls in and you just walk it out and throw it in the truck yourself you don't sit <laughs> it you just fucking throw it right in the truck or put it out the neighbor's trash one yeah. of the hide
2: it, hide it in your bad trash have some good trash set to the side that's a distraction decoy trash then
0: <laughs> yeah exactly everybody knows that shit <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we are. It's funny because our mom will do the same thing, where she'll set the stuff that she thinks someone might come along and take, like kind of to one side, and all the regular trash just goes with the regular trash. She's like, no, no, someone will come along. They'll take that. They'll take that. And I hate to say it, but she's right most of the time. Someone does come along and take it. It's like, mom, that TV came out in like 1978. It weighs twice as much as we do.
0: <laughs> yeah, but somebody will always uh, take it apart, rip the Rip the wires out of it and go and cash him son of a bitches in. you know. <laughs> it's fucking, fucking hillbillies, buddy. They know how to survive. I, I don't understand it. But I've got a buddy who uh, runs a, a nonprofit thrift store up here in the Dayton area. And uh, it, it's the same thing no matter what he puts out there. Somebody, you know, because he'll, he'll set the same thing. So if you think somebody will use it, he'll set it out beside the dumpster. And, and no matter what, even if they don't take the TV, they'll cut the cord off of it. And, uh, you know, I'm just wondering how how much can somebody cash a fucking cord in for, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, our grandpa, he always used to take us, uh, well I'd always go yard sailing with him or we'd go to junk stores as he'd call them. He'd, he'd always talk them down. Cause he's like, they didn't pay anything for this. I'm not going to pay more than this price. This is donated. And, uh, One time uh, he was going out and it was like it was towards uh, the beginning of summer, like uh, early June, late May. And he sees all these balloons out and he sees yard furniture out and he uh, he gets out of his van. He starts walking out to him and. uh, He always would do this. He always does this line. He's like, you know, hey, you know, before I get shopping, I just want to make sure that you guys accept food stamps. (laughs) And And this lady looks up to Adam with her jaw dropped open and she's like. Sir, this is a graduation party
0: yeah <laughs> I, uh, uh, I forget where I was at one day and i and I did that exact same thing oh it, it, it was it was after a show, and uh this old drunk uh just road skank, i would I would consider her uh, she was like, "Hey, you guys hanging out after the show?" I go nah we're we're probably just going to head back, you know, we got a long drive ahead of us, and she goes, uh, I have a friend who runs a hotel." Uh, right down the street here, you know, can get you a good deal, probably like, you know, $60, get you guys a hotel room. And I go, ah, oh, man, how, how much, how much if uh, I use food stamps? She goes, ah, oh, probably 75, you know, <laughs> just, just answered it without skipping a beat. Like, yeah, you're not the first person to ask about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good qualifier to see if you actually want to stay there. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You take food stamps. I think I'm okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. No need in asking if you have bed bugs, 'cause we know you do.
2: <laughs>
0: the, uh, you know, when uh, back when I was a kid, you know, we uh, we we were on food stamps and all that good stuff. It was, I felt like my dad was like the John Gotti of food stamps. He would just sell them <laughs> and fucking. Uh, I used to be humiliated, you know. My dad would be walking into the store with a, a book of food stamps just hanging out of his back pocket just proud as could be you know and it, it was humiliating and um, uh you know because back then it was like food stamps was like real paper fucking monopoly money but yeah. the stores would take it you know but uh which made it awful convenient to sell it you know uh, but now it's on like a debit card or something ebt yeah yeah and so i'm like uh, I, I just wonder i'm like well, how, how are you supposed to sell them now i mean do you have to take your drug dealer to the store with you yeah <laughs> Hey, okay, dude. If you uh, you make that bag a little heavy, I'll let you swipe my Kroger Plus card too. But.
2: <laughs> I've got some reward points. It'll save you ten cents on your bacon.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that that was uh, it was we had an in- interesting uh, childhood, man. I tell you, growing up in the woods and shit, man. My dad was he was just a trip. But, uh, he was what i I just consider consider a survivor, you know he just had no shame, man, he would just do whatever uh fucking trading beaver pelts and shit, you know, <laughs> like that uh yeah it's, it's oh. the mid nineties we don't have to do this anymore, you know <laughs> <laughs> up a little bit, buddy,
2: now how many siblings did you have
0: uh, I have uh two brothers, I have a twin brother, and then I have an older brother
2: okay. and uh
0: That we know of, which I'm sure, the way my dad was, I've got a couple more around here somewhere.
2: Yeah, new new meaning on trading beaver pelts that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's uh, yeah, yeah, my my dad is just a just a trip, you know. My uh, I was walking out of a bar one night. This is on Father's Day, and uh, I seen a police cruiser down an alley loading a couple people up, and uh, I go walking down that way. And I I see it's my dad and my twin brother getting loaded up. And uh, I'm like, what the hell? And right when I get behind the cruiser, I hear my name and social come across the scanner. And uh, I about just took off running, you know. But I realized my brother had used my name and social (laughs) because he knew he had three days jail. He was going to have to serve when they caught him. But uh, little did he know I owed five. (laughs) (laughs) He's the winner here, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah.
2: He gets out, you're like, thanks, man, I, I went to the beach.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, but, uh, yeah, me and, me and my dad's been arrested before, and, yeah, we, we, we had an interesting inter- interesting growing up time, you know.
2: <laughs> since since you've got a twin and everything, um, now, is it an identical twin or a fraternal
0: Yeah, identical twin, Okay.
2: Now, since you guys got, since it sounds like you got into uh, a little bit of mischief when you were younger, did you guys ever do any of the swap mischief things, like blame the other one, or or try to fuck with people?
0: Dude, I did it, we did it so much, you know, and a lot of guys usually will ask, uh, did you ever, uh, you know, switch girlfriends or anything like that, and probably would have been clever, but instead what we did was, we just used each other's names with the police, you know, (laughs) It, I, I can honestly say I've got him there there was a stretch for about a year where at least every three weeks or so I would uh, get arrested for underage drinking or driving under suspension, something like that and I would just I would just use his name in social and uh, I mean it it went on so long where uh, and then he started getting pissed off about it. And uh, so I just quit telling. W- I would still use his name and shit, but then I would just go to court as him, and uh, I-, I would not even tell him about it, you know. So-,
2: <laughs> so he's applying for a job somewhere. It's like, sir, do you have any? Do you have any run-ins with the law, Mr. Snyder? And he he's just like, no, no. It's like, well, little do you know that we've researched it. <laughs>
1: Well, actually, Jay is working currently for the Postal (laughs) Service, but it's his brother who shows up to work every day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, because Jackson is just such a small town, you can uh, not, not a lot of work there. So what a lot of people do is they just drive from Jackson to Columbus every day. And, uh, and that's what I, that's what I did. And for a long time, uh, I didn't have the license, but he did. So I would just use his license, but, uh, I got pulled over going, going to Columbus one day and, uh, we were actually smoking a joint when the, when the highway patrolman hit his lights and, uh, you know, we just start panicking and uh, he walks up and he goes, uh, you know, license and registration. And, uh, and I just try to play down. I got oh, shit, man. I, I, I forgot my wallet at the house, but, uh, but I have a social, you know, and looking back, it was so suspicious. Uh, he should have known immediately. And he says, uh, He goes, Well, that's that's fine. Give me your social. He goes, But the problem we have with that is uh, people will try to give uh, false identification. And, you know, so now I got to play it off. And I'm like, Oh, you, you've got to be shitting me. The nervous of some of these.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm like, uh oh, anyway, 29775. And he goes, All right, now give me your driving record. Anytime you've ever been pulled over. Anytime you've ever even been stopped with anybody pulled over, and uh, so I'm fucking just throwing everything out. I can, you know, we're twin brothers, so I've heard the story, so I, I think I've got it pretty much figured out. And uh, but I had forgot my brother gotten uh, a leaving the scene of a uh, accident ticket like a month before that, <laughs> and I had oh. forgot I, I forgot all about it, and that was the first thing that came back across the scanner was leaving the scene of an accident on Limerick Road. And I go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And he goes, yeah, it was a month ago. So he pulls me out of the cruiser and he starts patting me d- or put, pulls me out of the car and he starts patting me down and he fills my wallet and uh, <laughs> and it's over at that point, you know, because I told him I'd forgot it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they took took me straight to uh, the jail in Chillicothe. And that, that one cost me five hundred dollars. But uh, but another time, uh, you know, my brother didn't even know that I used his name this time and I go to court. And, uh, they give me, uh, six months alcohol counseling. Uh, so now I've got to go, not only do I have to go to court and pay these fines as Jared Snyder, now I have to go to six months alcohol counseling as Jared Snyder. <laughs> <coughs> and the weird part is, uh, you know, I'm like 18 or 19 at this time when, uh, when we were 15 or 16, we had to go through the same alcohol counseling. So the, you know, the counselors there know me and my brothers and, um, so it's very uncomfortable, but I'm, you know, I'm almost completely done with all the, the alcohol counseling. I've only had, I have a week or two left, and I, I walk in there one day, and my counselor goes, and and I was just given uh, my my stories with his name, you know. I was just so keeping it short and sweet, so I didn't screw anything up. Yeah. And um, the I walk in there one day, and she kind of looked suspicious, and she goes, so. Uh, how's everything going and I'm just playing the game, you know, Oh, you know, I'm just staying sober and fucking, you know, telling them what they want to hear. And uh, she goes, uh, any, anything happened this week? I go, no, just, just taking it easy, being sober. And she pulls out a newspaper, uh, where my twin brother had had a baby <laughs> and, and she put it, you know, she holds up. She said, cause it says right here, you had a baby last week. And I go, Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, you <laughs> Like I forgot about it. I go, oh, yeah, yeah, Mason, you know. And I've
2: got a bunch of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah, I have one every season or so.
2: <laughs> I call uh, it a new recruit.
0: <laughs> yeah, someone to go help me p- pilfer through the good trash, you know. Vampire. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, sh- she picks up on it, and I finally, I, I come clean. I go, yeah, I've. I'm Jay. I got, I got pulled over and I had to use Jared's name and all this other stuff. And she gets up and gives me a hug and uh, kind of laughs about it. She says, oh man, I wish I had a twin. And she said, I'm not, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to tell on you. I'm not gonna, you know, you do good enough at getting yourself in trouble. You don't need me to, <laughs> to do this. So then uh, we, when the counseling's over, we have to, I have to go back to court and uh, she has to be there to say that I successfully completed the program and everything. And uh that was the one of the longest uh court hearings I've ever had because I'm sitting there like just looking over at her like are you going to be able to fucking hold it together, lady, or are you going to fucking uh narc me out here? And uh yeah, she she let it go, never mentioned it and I've never seen her again and uh, that's kind of how I want to keep it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's... yeah, we used to do that stuff all the time, using <coughs> names, and uh, man, it, it it was a long run. I tell you, I'm, I'm glad we're over it
1: now. So, you two used to do comedy together. What ultimately uh, led? Why did Jared want to stop?
0: Uh, he had he had a lot of stuff going on. I was in many years ago. He got in a bar fight, and uh, a guy goes out to his truck and gets a fillet knife and comes back in and just fucking starts stabbing the shit out of him, trying to kill him. You know, a guy slits his wrist and he fucking stabs him in the chest and just tried to kill him, you know? And he, he was diagnosed with uh, a post-traumatic stress disorder from that. And then, uh, then we're probably in comedy for two years. And, uh, he had a, uh, a drunk driver fucking ran through his house and damn near killed his whole family. And, uh, Yeah, which is just a a crazy story. You know, my my nephew at the time was probably two years old, and he was asleep on the floor. And this car comes through the house and uh, fucking straddles him. And uh, the back of the car got caught up on the the couch and didn't allow it to go down and crush him. Uh, You know, not a scratch on anybody, but uh, from – he had – my nephew had – his hair was singed from where the exhaust was touching him, you know, and that – Damn. i think i kind of fucked with my brother uh pretty good and then for for a little while he uh he was just afraid that if he uh you know if he wasn't with his family that something might happen and he wouldn't be able to to take care of him and he goes you know if i can't you know i, I can't go on the road uh, because i don't want to be away from my family there's no no sense in just dicking around and doing nothing if i'm not going to commit to it i'm not, i'm just gonna be done with it and so he uh, kind of hung it up, you know. He just, uh, yeah, felt like felt like he had to be with his kids the whole time to protect them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think if someone drove a, drove a car through my house and almost crushed my two year old, I think I'd I'd be kind of messed up. So personally, well, not messed up, but I think it'd make me reconsider what I was doing in life for sure.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, I remember he called me that morning, and uh, and I go driving down there and. He calls, you know, on the way down, he calls me again. He goes, oh, man, there's some news stations from Columbus. That are down here, and they all want to do interviews and shit. So uh, so I, I stopped by my mom's house and get one of our Snyder Twins comedy shirts. And <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. I'll plug it any way we can, buddy. I just fucking, you know, hell, I put it on backward, and I just run up and grab the baby and hold him, you know, making sure they get a good shot of my shirt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, it was it was a hell of a thing, that's, that's for sure. But yeah, was, he made it out, and uh, I, I think he's been talking about getting back into it. So ho- hopefully
1: he does. That's cool. That's cool. Did you uh, did you field any interviews for him, pretending to be him?
0: Uh, no, no. But they did. They uh, the the newspaper came up. the new The news stations didn't want to talk to me because they saw how fucking pathetic I was acting. And, uh, <laughs> if it, uh, the local news newspaper came up and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to fucking plug my comedy and shit. And, uh, they, and I, I remember the quote in the, fir- the first line, you know, is, uh, uh, the, this comedian says there's nothing funny about what happened here today or some fucking kind <laughs> of fucking stupid thing, you know,
2: the, <laughs> and, they're, uh, thinking they're going in a Pulitzer as they ride it too. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, they you know how they try to do it. They they try to get uh, you know everybody linked in you know with the one headline or something. You know, comedian says not funny. <laughs> Whatever. I I saw something a story about Simon Cow the other day. He, uh, he I guess he got his best friend's wife pregnant or something. Yeah, right?
2: that's what I heard.
0: And uh, the 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 title of the article I said he factor instead of <laughs> he factor got her pregnant he factor instead of x factor he factor i thought wow. that's yes if i could write like that i will probably still be digging through trash all my
2: life
1: <laughs> the good trash though not the bad trash the good
2: trash do you know what the the worst part of that is is that he had an editor who sat there and read it and said that's gold we're gonna run with it <laughs> Journalism's
1: so good these days,
0: yeah it's like the uh you know the 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 plane crash in San Francisco the other day, and then they did that all the fake pilots names that was
1: awesome that was awesome that made my week
0: <laughs> dude that that was so fucking clever. I just want to know how many chains of command I had to go through, and nobody fucking figured that out. Are you fucking kidding me? it was <laughs>
1: well, you know the one guy is just sitting there like. I can't believe they didn't catch this. I'm just going to let it happen. You know there's there's like a couple people in there that like, "Oh, I can't wait to watch this happen." Like they hate the news anchor that's reading it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she's the bitch. Let's fucking hang her out to dry, everybody. <laughs>
1: but,
0: uh, well, I wonder if somebody probably got fired for that, I'm assuming. Uh and and the worst part is probably the lady who says it on air, which she, she, you know, she didn't read this shit before the, the show started she's, she's just doing yeah yeah
2: exactly that's the worst part you get these people who get on television and they read the news to you and they've got no fucking clue what's going on and they're getting paid more than, than most people just to sit there in a suit and have their makeup on and say well this is what happened today uh gas prices went up 12 cents
0: <laughs> right i like how they have uh something like that and then Or they'll have like the most horrible story ever. And then all of a sudden they have to switch gears. And in other news, uh, Ohio State uh, hosted a tournament today. It's like, yeah, you just talked about somebody that just got fucking their face ripped off by an animal. (laughs) You know, it's just like they go from one story to the complete other side of the spectrum. And, you know, they have no emotions at all. It's like they don't even realize what they're saying, you know. One of the
2: things one of the things that they do here I've noticed is they uh, the flip flop stories between the journalists and one person on any given day always gets to be the bad news journalist, and the other one is the good news journalist yeah, so, yeah. you'll you'll have old cheery ass Martha and then you'll have sad <laughs> depressed Tom Tom <laughs> gets to tell you about how you know a old lady died because her air conditioning got turned off <laughs> it was too hot this summer. And then Martha gets to tell you about going to your local car wash to support your school's baseball team or something like that.
0: Yeah, Martha gets to tell you about the fucking... All right, and today's winner of $1,000 is... Yeah. (laughs) And then, all right, back to fucking...
2: Tax rates are going up again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, gas rates going up again. Yeah, it's the worst, but yeah, whatever, they can... Yeah, I, I don't watch much news anyway anymore because it's just such bullshit, you know. It's just one one station's view compared to another another station's view and their political bullshit they want to get out there, you know.
2: I like how in the the commercials they do commercials for the news as well and it's like, "Oh, well we have we have Gilda and Gilda's broke six stories this year." And then it's got like a montage of Gilda interviewing
1: people. And
2: it's like I don't even give a shit about this bitch.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like marketing's come to this. It's so. What's sad is people just like fall in line. They're like, oh, Martha, she's great, Gilda. And then I, I don't know. It's 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 really. Uh, it goes back to the Google test, you know. If you can't search yeah. for something at Google, <laughs> just stay the fuck away from me, like seriously, like. <laughs> Go kill yourself, please.
0: Yeah, that's how it is. You know, no, we don't want to. We don't want to do the work. We just want somebody to tell us, you know, what it is. And if that happens to be what we believe, that's that's the story we're going with, you know.
1: Absolutely. Well, I heard it on TV, so it has to be the truth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why would why would the news lie to me? Why would why why would they say something like that? You know, I don't understand it.
0: Yeah, it's 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 fucking crazy, and I feel like they just. You know, one person, you know, one station's agenda is, you know, to do this, and the other one, you know, it just blows me away how there can be one story, but two news stations have completely different views on it. You know, like, uh, you know, and and they're so far from each other. You know, there has to be a happy medium to where you guys can agree on some fucking thing. You know.
1: Absolutely. Well, my friend, uh, Brandon Farley, he said to me, like, I don't think that the news is trying to. It's like the deception isn't intentional, it's just it's a it's a side effect of them just trying to entertain us. It's like it's like the point that uh that uh and this is West I'm trying to say something West pulls up a bunch of broken shins on Google images. <laughs> and some guys cut off leg right at the shin. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It's wow. disgusting. Uh,
2: if, uh, if you can't Google broken shins, you are missing out. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> uh,
0: oh, you know how bad it hurts just to hit your shin on something?
1: Oh, oh. yeah. That you is know, stubbing your toes. Fucking, I yeah. hate stubbing my fucking toes. That's the worst thing in the world.
0: Oh, it hurts so, so fucking you bad.
1: just want to yell at somebody else. Like, somebody <laughs> smaller than you. Like, it's their fault that you were silly enough to stub your toe. Um, uh,
0: coffee tables, I feel like have caused so many, so many domestic violence, and uh, you know, I, I can't count the times that I fucking walked up and kicked the corner of a coffee table barefoot, and then, uh, all right, uh, sorry, dog, but this ass kicked just- <laughs> Well,
1: it's uh, it's also uh, the the pinky toe too. It's always that little toe. That's what it is for me. I fucking stub the shit on my toe. Or yeah, bash my shins, uh bashing my shins, it happens a lot. It's it's not it, it, it hurts like a son of a bitch. Um but anyways, Jay, I tell you what, we've been recording for right about an hour, sir. I'm excited to meet you and see you do stand up on Saturday. I hope everybody else listening to this is as well. Um uh it's been a pleasure hearing uh I don't know, I just I felt like I was talking to a family member that still lived in Kentucky. And, like <laughs> My grandpa luckily moved out, but I know when we when we would go back down, it's similar stories. So uh, it's a pleasure talking to you, sir. Um, Everybody check out at J Snyder,
2: S-N-Y-D-E-R-J-J-A-Y on Twitter. Uh, also check out J Snyder Comedy online. It's uh, J Snyder Comedy on Twitter.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> close enough.
3: Yeah, same thing. Well, go Go
1: I spelled to,
2: I spelled the name at least. You so can no go excuses, to uh,
1: jsnidercomedy.com or, or still uh, snidertwinscomedy.com. You can Facebook Jay. You can find his YouTube page, and you can also rooftop him. I've actually never heard of rooftoping.
0: Uh, yeah, it's starting to become pretty big in stand up. Uh, they have, they, yeah, they're they they've got pretty big in the last several years. They have you know festivals and and all kinds of shit, but it's all stand up comedy. Uh, they, they update videos daily from a bunch of clubs around the country and uh yeah it's a good outlet for comedians for sure check it out
2: awesome we'll have to check it out for sure hey, jay thank you very much for your time um and we look forward to hanging out with you any any last parting words for people uh other than google broken shins
0: <laughs> i think that pretty much sums it up man but uh i, I hope uh, everybody comes out and uh He's me and Bert this week, uh, dating Funny Bone. And I think Bert'll, Bert's going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, I'll be there Thursday through Sunday. And, uh, yeah, come out and check it out, man. It's been great talking to you guys, man. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on.
1: Hey, thanks for coming on, Jay. Hey, thanks. no problem, guys. Thanks a lot, guys. Tune in again.
0: Well, my wall.